This is the I Work For Him podcast. To make sure you never miss a thing from I Work For Him, subscribe to our email list. Just head to our website at iworkforhim.com, scroll down to the bottom of the page, click subscribe, and sign up. We'll send the very latest blogs and podcasts from I Work For Him so you never miss a beat. That's iworkforhim.com. This is producer Michael Marigle. Thanks so much for listening. Let's get to today's program. You've tuned into the fastest one hour in Christian talk radio and on Tuesdays? What do we call it, babe? Together on Tuesdays with Jim and Martha. That's right. As we tackle your marriage and relationship issues, let, let me just help you understand why we do this. On Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, we talk about how our faith connects to our work, connecting what we hear on Sunday with what we do in our nine to five. But we need to understand, all of us, every one of us, including Martha and I, and yes, I've had a Mountain Dew and I just had a Red Hot, which that's full of a lot of sugar, by the way. We all need to understand that if our marriage and relationships, if our marriage relationship is a mess at home, it's going to be a mess everywhere we go. And it impacts everything we do, including our testimony. And so we talk about marriage and relationships because understand, ladies and gentlemen, marriage is the fabric of society. Without marriage, our society will crumble. We've already seen the crumbling. And that's why we talk about it on Together on Tuesdays with Jim and Martha right here and I work for him. And we're going to talk about the opposite side of that same scenario is the fact that if your marriage is amazing and a testimony of what God's doing in your life, then that impacts everything that you do. Think about that one. Do I have to think about that right now? All right. So so where do you turn today when your marriage is in trouble? Way past marriage retreats and counseling with a pastor. Where do you turn when you have just one more swing at the bat? Both of you want to work on it, but everything you do seems to turn toxic and adds more pain. How do you turn this sinking boat around and get it floating all over again? I believe, and Martha and I, we believe that one of the best answers in the country is the ministry of WIT Ministries. Paul and Jenny Speed do whatever it takes, get it, WIT, to get your marriage back on track. Join us today as we talk with Paul and Jenny and hear what they are seeing people struggling with in their personal lives and their marriages and what God is doing to bring about miraculous healing to it all. Paul and Jenny Speed, welcome back to I Work For Him. Hey, thank you, Jim and Martha. It's great to talk to you guys again. Oh, it's good to have you here with us. We're excited for our listeners to hear about what's happening at WIT Ministries and to just learn about it if they've never heard about you guys before. Awesome. Jenny. Thanks for letting us join you. Oh, I'm so good to hear your voice. It is exciting. So listen, if you want to check out WIT Ministries, check them out online at witministries.com, witministries.com. All right, Paul and Jenny, how did the Lord lead you guys into a ministry for crisis marriages? Well, well, first of all, I'll say it's not something that we planned or um, kind of um, engineered on our own, knowing what we were getting into. We both um, got married in our mid-20s. We were missionaries. We thought we would um, save the world for Christ. And shortly after getting married, um, problems erosed, um, not able to handle conflict and so forth, and and just disagreements and not really knowing how to handle those in a good way in our marriage. Unfortunately, I turned to what I had turned to so many times in my life growing up, and that was lust. So I turned to pornography, masturbation, other um, venues and so forth. And and because I'm a Christian man and I'm looking good on the outside, we were um, serving in our church, serving with different um, mission groups and ministries. Um, I hid it, and um, just like I had done my whole life. So this went on through 14 years of marriage, and by that point, 
Jenny, um, I think, was at the end of her rope, and I was kind of at the end of my rope. Both of us were wondering, why in the world do we marry each other? We had five kids at that point, and just really distraught. At this point, she had no idea what I had been hiding in our marriage, but yet I had pulled away from all communication. Um, I couldn't talk intimately with my wife. I couldn't share things from my heart. And um, so as God began to work on me, and I just began to, to almost like roll the dice and say, okay, um, I don't know if, if this hidden part of my life has anything to do with this or not, but I'm going to take a chance, and God, if she leaves me, she leaves me. And one night I broke down, and I just began to tell her, and I told her from top to bottom. We kind of made a, um, we asked the Lord for wisdom, and God told us to bring it all to the light, and we began to share um, things from the 14 years and the things of shame and embarrassment from even our teenage years when we didn't know each other. And before long, Jenny and I were walking through a process we call coming clean with one another, and we were revealing these things. And uh, to my surprise, she didn't leave me. To my surprise, she turned to the Lord, and God began to give us steps um, over the next year um, to two years how to begin to walk in freedom in my life and in our marriage. And um, again, that's kind of where things started, because people began to contact us, friends, um, began to say, hey, what's going on with you guys? And um, we just didn't feel we needed to hide it, and we began to share openly with others. And as we did that, more and more people began to hear about it and began to seek us out, saying, hey, um, we think we're in the same boat, or hey, can you help us? My husband just confessed these things. And um, that's kind of where it all started. We had the opportunity to share at a conference, I believe it was 2005 in Tennessee, that we were just attending, and they had heard about our story. So Jeannie and I, in fear and trembling, got up on the stage in front of almost 2,000 adults and um, began to share. And I shared everything, my hypocrisy, what it was like to live 39 years in bondage, acting like a Christian, pretending on the outside, falling apart on the inside, and what it was doing to myself and my family. And then as we did that, to our surprise, I remember grabbing her hand as we were leaving the stage, the platform of that, that hour long that we had to share our testimony. And I grabbed her hand and I said, run. She said, what? And I said, run out of the building. I'm humiliated. And I just wanted to go away. I just wanted to, to run out of that place. And we couldn't get out the side door before couples were already leaving and hollering our name, Paul and Jenny, please wait. Can we talk? And for the next two or three days, we sat and talked to couple after couple, not necessarily going through the same thing we were going through, but because we had shared so vulnerably, they felt safety in sharing with us. And, and from that, God just began to give us a bigger vision for the mess that I created. Um, I had no idea that God would give me a ministry from my mess and um, that he could take something that it seems like uh, was meant to destroy us and give us something so good from it. So we began to develop a, a marriage intensive to be able to take couples, not necessarily with the same thing, but couples that are in bondage. They can't communicate. They don't know why. Maybe there's something there. Maybe there's not. All the way to couples that it is there. It's already been mm -hmm. found out. A husband's been in adultery. There's infidelity in some other way. It could be prostitutes. It could be something else. Maybe it's just secrets and uh, um, a hidden side to the part of the marriage on either side, the husband or wife, and they're scared to death and don't know what's going to happen. And God's given us the wisdom to be able to write some workbooks and be able to go through intensives to help couples find freedom and to be able to leave with a game plan of how to walk out 
and newness of life in their marriage after such destruction. Martha, go ahead. Well, so so that's a lot of, I mean, I love the way God just has opened the doors and you guys have walked through it using your own lives and allowing God to use that as part of you, as the basis for what you guys right. do. So Jenny, share mm-hmm. your perspective as the wife as to how you walked through this um, a little bit um, to the point where it became a ministry for you guys. Well, you know, Martha, uh, it wasn't an easy thing. I can remember 14 years of being miserable as a Christian mother, uh, woman, uh, supporting my husband. We were very active in our church, and we looked great on the outside. And so, but there was something wrong on the inside. I was just really struggling because uh, I knew my husband was disconnected, but I had absolutely no idea why. Mm -hmm. And so I would drag him to counseling, and he would always go very willingly. We would go to our pastor, we would go to a professional counselor, and every time we would go, I was always told the same thing. I was told, Jenny, you are married to a really great guy. He loves you. He loves your children. He's a great provider, and you just need to work on you, and you need to be more submissive and more supportive. And so I would leave those uh, sessions and just be so discouraged, even to the point of suicidal thoughts during, uh, I guess, year nine, Um, just very, very discouraged because I was trying to fix our marriage. I was trying to fix me, but it wasn't working. And so when Paul finally came in year 14 and sat down with me and said, I think um, I need to tell you some things. When he unloaded the secret life that he had, at first, uh, my first response was, wow, this is, this is it. This is what's wrong. And so uh, I talk at my women's weekends about the, the stages that a woman goes through when there's been great loss or betrayal in her, in her marriage or in her life. It doesn't just have to be marriage. It can be in, her, in other situations. Mm-hmm. The first stage is denial. This can't really be happening. Mm-hmm. And so you just kind of want to shut down. And so that first night, I just kind of shut down, like, like, you're kidding me. This can't be true. This ministry is a ministry we we tell people about it all the time. Ladies and gentlemen, if your marriage is in its last stages, you've just about given up, you think maybe I just have one more swing left in your bat, Wit Ministries is a ministry that is designed to help you and your spouse, your husband, your wife, to work through things by the power of the Holy Spirit. Two people willing to work on it. That's how this really works. Jenny, I'm sorry that I interrupted you. But no, you were talking about you were talking about how how really the first just well, the stages of grief that you went through after Paul shared from his heart how he had really been how he had alienated himself from you. Yes, I was just sharing um, the first stage that I went through, and I find that most women go through when there's been great loss or betrayal or in their lives, whether it's with a husband or whether it's with a uh, just someone else that's hurt and betrayed them. Is the first stage is, is just denial. I, I really don't believe this is really happening, and you start to shut down. And then generally the next stage is anger, is when you actually begin to let yourself feel this and, and relate to it and say, this is really happening, it's real. And then the third stage is grief. Now you begin to think, uh, wow, of all the things that you've lost because of what's been done to you. 
And then as you continue to go through that, uh, the goal is to get to health and healing, but usually fear comes in there too, and you begin to doubt, can anything ever be any different? And so those are the stages that I begin to go through, and this was 15 years ago, Martha and, and Jim, so this was a long time ago before pornography and all these things were out in, in the, the Christian world, so visually as they are now, like everybody's mm-hmm. talking about it. And so I didn't know where to turn. And so I remember that um, I, there just wasn't a lot out there. So I contacted Focus on the Family. Uh, they recommended a few books. And so I read a few books, but I really didn't know what to do. And so Paul and I uh, went back to the counselor that we had gone to prior to this. And Paul confessed to him. He, he said, you know, I, I wasn't honest with you in our counseling sessions. And I've just disclosed to Jenny um, some things that are very embarrassing and humiliating. And then he, he shared with the pastor. And I'm, I'm sad to say I'm not judging. I know that this, uh, he just didn't know what to say, but he immediately turned to me and asked me, Jenny, have you been a good wife in, in the bedroom? And I was just devastated because here my husband had come clean, and now once again it was my fault. And so, um, you know, Paul and I walked out of that, Session And this is the first time, Jim and Martha, that my husband rose up as an amazing man of God. And um, for, for me, on my behalf, he grabbed me by the hand when we got to the car, and he turned me around and he said, we're not going back. And I said, what do you mean? And he said, Jenny, that was wrong. This is not your fault. It's mine. This started when I was eight years old. I brought it into our marriage. This is not about you. It's about me. And he said, I am going to dig into God's Word, and I am going to find out how to be free. Mm-hmm. Not how to cope, but how to be free. Mm-hmm. And I, I think, Martha, Jim, that's something that Paul and I have seen, is that um, there's a lot of, of, of things out there that help you learn how to cope. But Paul had been trying to cope for years, secretly. <laughs> he had been going to all sorts of ministries and, and secretly and, and going to all sorts of programs and reading books and doing all these things, trying to learn how to how to cope, and he would always, always eventually just fall back. Time he wanted to be free, and there's a big difference in that. Mm-hmm. That is for sure, and that's really part of your whole. Um, you got your little tagline for your ministry is open, broken, and free. Isn't that correct? Yes. Yeah, yeah. We had um, open and broken. Obviously, being open and honest and transparent. Um, about your past, your present, your future, in other words, being real. Mm-hmm. Um, but the key is the middle word, and that is brokenness. And that's not necessarily losing everything, destitute, you know, if things can't get any worse, I'm definitely broken. But it's the same word Scripture uses, um, is humility. And humility and brokenness, that's the type of brokenness we're looking for, that God's Word talks about when it says, this is the man I'm looking for, he was broken and contrite. And when we can grab hold of humility, not pride, not I've confessed, I've told you all these things, you need to deal with this now. Um, now that you know my secret, you need to figure out whether you're going to stay with me or not. It's learning to walk humbly with your God and then humbly with your wife and your family and others. And, and as you do that, that's where freedom begins to come. That's where it's no longer about just coping and how can I white knuckle this and get through, you know, 30 more days or 60 more days or a year, but never again, never again, meaning I am free. I don't have to go back there again. And um, that beauty of 
putting into place the principles and things that we teach is that it gives you the, the power and the understanding to recognize you don't have to go back. You can be free. You can be different. And, um, and that's a powerful part of open, broken, and free and how they go together. Well, and, and I want to let people, I, I mean, the news that you guys are bringing, Paul and Jenny Speed from Wit Ministries, whatever it takes, ministries.com. I, I didn't realize you guys had actually gotten that website too. So you got witministries.com and you got whatever it takes, ministries.com. I love that you got both. Yeah. When you guys bring the conversation to couples that are literally coming to you in a mangled mess. I mean, they are, they have literally tried to destroy each other or they've successfully destroyed each other. Their, their marriages are a mess. They're just about ready to give up. That is a marriage that excites you because you've seen, yeah. <laughs> you've seen, you've seen Jesus do amazing things with those people. Haven't you, Jenny? Yeah, absolutely. I, I chuckle because we just got back uh, yesterday from, uh, doing a weekend, and uh, this was actually a follow-up weekend. So we have our marriage weekend, and then uh, you can come back six months or a year whenever you want to join us on a follow-up weekend. And so we were with these couples this past weekend. There was uh, almost 20 of us couples, and um, when they walked in, it was amazing because when these couples came years ago to the first marriage intensive, they were facing divorce. Um, the, they hated each other. And it was, you know, very, very, very um, a bad situation. They were headed in a very bad way to divorce. And so seeing them this past weekend, they walked in, and all these couples were laughing and joking and loving each other. And it was so amazing to sit through this past weekend and see what God has done. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have couples that come that uh, have restraining orders, and they have to get permission from the court to even attend the marriage conference. Wow. <laughs> and so, you know, but it's not always that bad, so I don't want to make it sound like it's always that bad. We have couples that come that there hasn't been pornography or, or adultery, and there's just real anger and bitterness uh, because of hurts that have gone on in the marriage over the years that have never been resolved. And so it's, you don't have to ha- be having a major, major crisis to come to a whatever-it-takes intensive, but you just have to say, you know what, I don't want to keep living this way. I don't want to keep going down this road. Um, that's what it takes to get to a wit marriage. And I believe that um, you guys, you're, the testimonies that you can share out of the weekends that you host are why Jim and I tell people when we, when we're talking to them and they're like, this isn't going to work. We can't make it work. I'm, you know, we often tell people, if both of you are willing, God can do amazing things. But you gotta Absolutely. let Him do His thing. You know, and Absolutely. and that's where you guys come in. And um, knowing that there's a resource like you, that there is a ministry where people can go as that last ditch effort, or at any point where they just say, you know what, I don't want to stay this way anymore. I, we know that God wants better for my marriage. And so that's why we want to have you on and to talk to our listeners, to be able to have them here. And it might prick their heart or the heart of somebody that they know that really needs to get connected with WIT Ministries. All right, so here's the deal. When we come back from the bottom of the half hour, we're going to talk about the the different ministry events that you guys put on. But before we got about a minute and a half before the break, one of you share one of the most, in, just share an incredible story of God's redemption of a marriage uh, that you guys have been involved in. Me or you, Jenny? Well, don't fight you now. That was a couple that came to us one time that um, were actually going to the same church we were, but it was a very large church. Um, they had heard about us, and they came. It was a doctor, 
and they had um, already been divorced. Now they had remarried because they had remarried in adultery. So it was not a good start, period. And now they've got multiple kids from multiple marriages. And when they came to us, it was one of those times where Jenny and I, as we heard their story and we heard the pain of what's going on because now adultery is in their marriage. And um, Jenny and I looked at each other and we asked this couple, we said, you know what? We have hope in God. We don't have hope in you. Can we kneel down right here? And I remember us, all four of us, kneeling at this coffee table and just crying out to God for mercy. Because even with everything we know we can teach and help, it still has to be God and His Holy Mm. Spirit moving in their lives. And then to see them a year later, three years later, five years later, thriving in their marriage has just been, it was phenomenal. Jenny and I talked afterwards and we said, I don't give them any chance. In other words, it's just how in the world can God do this? But yet he did. And that's the good news. Because of Jesus Christ, there isn't a single marriage out there that is not redeemable because of the power of Jesus Christ. That name above all names. Paul and Jenny Speed are with us today. These guys run a ministry, whateverittakesministries.com, whateverittakesministries.com. If your marriage is suffering. If your marriage, if you're, if you got lots of strongholds going on in your marriage, you got lots of things fighting against both you and your husband, and you want to work on it, but you don't know where to start. You start with whatever it takes ministries. Find them online, whatever it takes ministries.com. Paul and Jenny Speed, the last time you guys were on, I work for him. And I'm sorry, it was a long time ago, but a lot of garbage has gone on in your lives in the last two and a half years. Since then, you moved your home from Tampa and you guys moved up to the beautiful, Fabulous state. You like moved to North Carolina, right? No, we moved to Georgia. Georgia, that's pretty close. Description. If you want a beautiful description of that, you'll have to get that from Jenny. Okay, I'll, and, I'll, uh, do, <laughs> I'll, I'll do that. So you moved your home, and Jenny, you battled cancer with Paul along your side. What did the Lord reveal to you during those extremely trying times? Because those were some pretty, they were some dark days. Wow. Uh, yes, uh, Jim and Martha, I guess we haven't talked since those days, and um, it was a huge surprise to Paul and I, and as far as what the, the Lord revealed that I would want to share with your listeners is deal with the emotional stress in your life today so that you don't suffer, suffer physical stress to your body. And, you know, I know that's kind of a heavy-packed statement there, but if I can unpack it for just a moment, mm-hmm. uh, when I was diagnosed with cancer two, uh, two years ago, in February two years ago, um, I was shocked. I had thought I was in great shape, great condition, and uh, just noticed a little cyst on my near my sternum, and uh, went in, had it mammogrammed, sonogrammed, and the doctors all said, "Oh, it's just a sebaceous cyst, no problem." So I I went with that for a year, and then finally Paul said to me one day, "Just go have it removed because it's uh, bothering your seatbelt." And so we were really really shocked when the doctors came in and said I had breast cancer, and not only did I have breast cancer, but it was triple negative, which is a very fast multiplying cancer, and so they wanted me to do very um, um, radical treatments immediately, and the thing, though, that I want to share with you guys is that when I went into that doctor, the oncologist that I saw was actually a Christian, and the first thing that he said to me was, Jenny, in order for you to have cancer today, you would have had to have had your immune system shut down about eight to ten years ago. And then that began the what allowed your body to, to not be able to fight off the cancer cells. And so eventually you... Um, you were able to get the cancer. It began to grow. And so then he asked me, he said, have you had any kind of emotional stress in your life in the last uh, eight years? And um, 
I looked at Paul and I kind of smiled and looked back at him and I said, oh yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And I said, um, I was bitter at God and bitter at my husband. Now, I want your listeners to know this has nothing to do with the um, the moral failure, the pornography. God healed us of that 15 years ago. And I can truly say my husband is a free man, absolutely a free man. And that has not been a part of our lives for over 15 years. But Ten years ago, eight years ago, uh, we began to go through financial crisis, and we lost our home in North Carolina. We lost our business. Uh, Paul owned a real estate company and for 18 years, and we lost everything. So it was a really difficult time. And here I had come through the moral failure, and God had delivered me from that and healed our marriage. But when we lost everything financially, uh, that was more than I really could handle emotionally, and I grabbed a hold of that bitterness and was not able to let it go. And my bitterness was not only directed towards Paul, but it was directed towards God. And here I was, a godly woman, reading Scripture, praying, you know, trusting God, all these things, but I was so bitter. I could not understand why God would let us go through all that we had gone through and that our marriage would survive all the junk that we had had in those early years, mm-hmm. and we were helping thousands of people around the, the, not only the country, but the world. Paul and I have had opportunities to travel overseas and help couples in crisis. And then he would let us lose everything financially. That was huge. Huge. And so from that, though, Martha and, and Jim, God used me going through that tremendous pain of loss and um he took us to Florida, to Tampa. That's where we met you guys. Mm-hmm. When we met you, I was still struggling with that. But I, I actually came through it at that time. But that's when I think the, the cancer began to grow uh, back in 2008, 2010, when I was so shut down emotionally. Mm-hmm. And so I now, as a result of that, five years ago, uh, I was able to write uh, a workbook on how to deal with emotional pain. And so from not only the moral failure in in Paul's life and in our marriage, just the other hurts and pains that come in that just begin to shut us down. And so I I just want to say that for your listeners that listening, it's not just about moral failure. It's about all the hurt and pain in our lives, Mm. you know, that are affecting our marriage. And if, you know, that affected you that way, you look at, you look at 2008, to 2014, certainly here in Tampa Bay, and I know many other places across the country, there were hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people experiencing very similar stress. Uh, and there's a lot to be learned from that. I mean, how do you deal with that stress? Because it was it's overwhelming to lose everything. I mean, it is. Right. I mean, because it really takes you to that face spot where you're kind of like Abraham. You're like, okay, I just want you to start walking. Just start walking. I'll let you know when yep. to stop. I'll just start walking. I mean, that's a tough thing. Or you're like Joseph going, yep, everybody's going to bow down to you. By the way, you're going to spend the next 13 years in prison and slavery. I mean, it just it's it's hard to figure that out. But the Lord has used that. And we and that's we kind of gave you guys a break as you're working through this. But your ministry has exploded. And it's really, I mean, isn't that true? I mean, in the last couple of years, you guys, I mean, WIT Ministries has really started to make an impact in, in a much broader basis than it ever has before, right? Yes, absolutely. Yes. So let's talk and about I, let's talk about what you guys are doing. 
because I want people to know why we've got WIT Ministries on, on the line, why we have Paul and Jenny Speed here from Whatever It Takes Ministries. We want this to be a resource that people know. This is I work for him endorsed. This is a ministry that Martha and I, as marriage mentors, as married as married people, this is a ministry we are saying, this is where you need to go if things are really if, they're, if you're heading down the wrong path in your marriage and you want to save your marriage, this is a ministry that knows how to deliver people from sin and work towards it. I mean, you guys, that's what you know how to do. So let's talk about, let's start, let's talk, I don't know where you want to start. Go ahead. What if you start talking about one of your ministries? Well, let's talk about um, the men's side first. Okay. And um, I think um, Four Days to Freedom, and that is still something that I do in Tampa. Um, every, in fact, I'm down there in two weeks. Um, and I take a group of um, six to ten, maybe twelve at the most, men, and um, and these are guys that are coming that are struggling. They may be struggling with um, addiction. They may be struggling in their marriage because they just haven't been able to turn a corner. They may have revealed everything to their wife, spouse. They may maybe they haven't, um, but they're still they're not sure. They know they're not free. They're like where I was. They they've been coping, and um, but they're not free. I have single guys that come that, um, again, are ate up with addictions and things in their life. You know, and if the stats are true, and I think Barnum says 70% of Christian men have looked at porn in the last week, if if that's not your listener listening, then that's the guy on each side of them. Mm-hmm. And um, so, in other words, it, it's so much more prevalent than we, we want to admit, and um, and it's everywhere. But the, the beautiful thing is um, I love to work with men to show them how to be free. As Jenny said earlier, not just how to cope and get through life and pluck your eyes out and do those things, but Jesus walked in freedom, and he lived in the same world we did, and it's got to be possible for us, and that's the beautiful thing is it is. And to be able to walk with men for a weekend, and it's four days, it's um, it's a lot of information, but it's very laid back, it's, it's a great time together, but to see them come out of there with hope, many of them for the first time in their life, understanding how did I get here, what got me here in the first place, and then what are the steps and the things I need to do in my life in order to overcome this. And that's the beautiful part is most of the men are just like me. We just didn't know. I'd give my right arm to know what I know now when I was 8 years old, 10 years old, 12 years old, how I missed the, the principles from God's Word that lead to this kind of freedom, I don't know, but I did. And I grew up in the church, and yet I was totally addicted and totally in bondage. So so I'd love to see men be able to do this. And I I love that. And I want people to experience freedom more than anything, because when we experience freedom, we truly get to grow in a relationship with Christ. Give just one little hint of something people are a man is going to learn at this four days of freedom, 30 seconds. Uh, the, The main thing, I'll tell you, is how to walk humbly as a man. We think that means um, being meek, um, not getting your way, letting people walk over you and so forth. That is so untrue and totally unbiblical. Jesus was the most humble man to ever walk on the planet. And you look at him, grab a whip and chase people out of a temple, whipping them. On the other hand, he's he's yielding, looking at a woman caught in adultery and says, where are your accusers? I don't accuse you either. Go and sin no more. Total love, but yet total power. Humility is the most courageous and the hardest thing a man can ever do, but we just haven't understood what it looks like. So one of the things that I love about um, just talking to you guys, getting our listeners to hear your story, is understanding this concept that what you have shared in your personal life, when you lived in bondage and you kept things hidden, 
how um, un how miserable you were. But yet the moment that you spoke about it and were transparent and started working on it and dealing with it, you have a a freedom that, you know, when somebody's walking through that, they probably can't even comprehend it. So I just love that. And that's why you call that your four days to freedom with the men. So let's talk about the four days of hope. Um, and that's for women, right, Jenny? Yes. Um, four days to hope came several years later after we started the marriage intensive. And again, Martha and Jim, we weren't, we didn't start out saying, oh, we want to start a ministry and we're going to do it. <laughs> we got slingshotted into a ministry uh, as God did so many amazing things in our life. And people just kept coming alongside saying, will you help us? Will you help us? And so um, that has been the joy of this ministry is it's mm-hmm. come out of our real life story. And not just the story that happened a long time ago, but a continual story as God brings us through more things, you know. But Four Days to Hope came because Paul uh, kept looking at me saying, Jenny, I really, I'm doing Four Days to Freedom with the men. We're doing the marriage intensives, but the women just need more. And I, I just looked at him and I would say, Paul, men are logical. Men can go and spend four days in a cabin and they can go through all this. Can you imagine me taking 10 women women to a cabin for four days and going through all this stuff? It's too emotional. We'll be crying the whole weekend. I can't handle that. (laughs) And so I rejected his idea for several years. I just thought it it would be too difficult. And so then finally I had a young woman come to me. She was in her her mid-30s. Her husband had been with prostitutes around the world because he was an executive that traveled a lot. And God had really healed their marriage. He had come to Four Days to Freedom, and they were doing very well. But she was still struggling with the pain Mm -hmm. and not knowing how to really move forward. And so she looked at me one day, and she said, Jenny, she said, I need something more. And she said, would you please, please do something for the women? Hmm. And how could I turn this young woman away? <laughs> I, I just did you know? Oh, oh now, wait a minute. I got just a question in there. When, that, when the Lord sent that woman to you, did you then go back and apologize to Paul? <laughs> okay, I'll do that after the show, Jim. Thank okay, you. yeah, no problem. <laughs> Thanks for that, right? Because <laughs> most of the time it's us guys not listening to our wives because we, yeah, yeah anyway. Okay, go back. Keep going. Well, we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to go on your yeah. cruise to get that right. Yeah, I guess. yeah we That's are gonna have to go on your cruise and work that one out. That sounds like a good idea to me. Did he just commit to the cruise? I, he did. I believe, I and we have did. one couple spot left. We're we ready to go. Right. We'll get your reservation think, right after the show. All right. That sounds good. So, well, here's an important part of that: is that Paul kept saying to me, Jenny, you need to do four days to freedom for the women. And so, when he would use the term four days to freedom. Uh, that just wasn't connecting. But this mm-hmm. young woman said, I need four days of hope. Mm-hmm. And so when she said that, that really connected. And that's when I went, wow, now I could do that. That made sense. And so as I went away and spent time fasting and praying with the Lord and said, God, show me what would I do in four days with these hurting women? And God miraculously just laid out every single session every day. And I was able to put together this workbook that has been, I've been doing it for five years now, and it is amazing. These women come in on Thursday evening, and I want to make it clear to your listeners, uh, I have single women, I have widowed women, divorced women, women of all ages. I can have a weekend with a a 70-year-old woman there and a 20-year-old young Mm. lady there. And so... 
this material isn't for just married women. It's for any woman who has gone through hurt and pain in her life, and she has not been able to come through that pain to hope and healing. And so I help them go back. You know, I like to say on my my weekend, Martha, that um, you cannot deal with the pain of the present if you have unresolved pain of the past. Mm, and, and so that what is happens? So true. Yeah. And that unresolved pain of the past gets brought right into the present situation. So you're not just dealing with the emotions of what happened to you last night when, you know, your boss chewed you out and told you you were worthless or or you found out that your husband was at some party with someone you'd ask him not to be near. You know, it's not just about that pain. You're dealing with the pain from the past that just gets thrown into it. And so the goal of Four Days to Hope is to resolve all the hurt and pain from the past so that we can work our way up to the present pain, so that we can hear God's voice and listen to what He is telling us of how to resolve it and be healed of it and walk whole and healthy from this point forward. So Jenny, if somebody, and I know we want to make sure that we talk about the the marriage weekend and the singles and opportunities and stuff. So if they just have questions about these things, they can find all that or get connected to you on your website. Is that correct? Yes, absolutely. The website has information about all of our intensives, the the men's, women's, singles, uh, all couples, all that. They can also call our office number. Um, One of uh, our office assistants can help them. What's that number? What's that number? It's uh, 336 310-5050. Perfect. Okay. And it's witministries.com, whateverittakesministries.com. All right. Now, great summaries on Four Days to Freedom, Four Days to Hope, brought to you by Wit Ministries, Paul and Jenny Speed. What the Lord, the Lord took the stuff that Paul and Jenny Speed went through in their marriage and moved them into a place where they could take all of that pain and suffering and help other people work through it. And the final thing we're really going to probably have time for today is the couples intensive retreat. What is, so do you, do people go to the couples intensive retreat before they've gone through the four days open, four days to freedom, or do they go to those four days to hope and four days to freedom first, Paul? You can really do it. Um, anyway, um, it really depends on the need of the couple or the person and um, where they are in that process. We'll have people that'll call or that'll email. Um, maybe something's just been brought out or someone's just confessed something there or they've just hit the end of their rope. And if the couple thing is next um, before a, a men's weekend or something like that, then um, we usually encourage them, don't wait, don't delay, mm-hmm. do something now. And um, it's so easy to put it off and it just, things don't get better with putting things off. We know that. So to encourage <laughs> you mean when them things are forward. fermenting already, they don't get better. They, you know, because, you know, if a wine is fermenting, it gets better over time. But you're saying a marriage that's already got decayed matter in it right. doesn't get better. No. That's right. Well, so I, you need to take and I wanna, a proactive step. And I want to say here that, like, we have one coming up this week, uh, Jim and Martha, and couples come from all over the United States. It's not just a, a local thing. We had a, last month a couple flew in from England, from London, England. It was He was a pastor in a church, and his church had demanded that he either get help or he remove himself from the ministry, and so because his marriage was in shambles. And so we've had couples come from as far away as Australia, Singapore, New Zealand, so people will come in, and they're, it, like Paul said, it doesn't matter uh, whether you do the men's or the women's or the marriage. It's what is whatever is next, because that's what God wants. He just wants you to jump in and, and not 
continue to put off until it's too late. Mm, I love it. Okay, so a, a couple figures out that they really need to come to the WIT Ministries, whatever it takes ministries, couples intensive retreat. What can they expect? Is this a four-day weekend as well? It is a four-day weekend, and what they can expect is uh, not a typical conference-type setting, uh, marriage conference. They're going to be teamed up with what we call team leaders. These are couples that are just like Jenny and I, and they've been through tremendous trials in their lives, and God has put them on the road to recovery, and they're walking in freedom. And they volunteer to serve, and they come from all over the U.S. and uh, fly into one of our weekends, like the one next weekend. And they'll come and serve, and a couple will come in, and not only do they get to meet Jenny and I, and they're working with us through the weekend, but we also assign them a team leader couple. And they're able to sit at a round table with usually two to three other couples plus a team leader couple. So as Jenny and I um, share principles, um, things that we're teaching throughout the weekend, um, there's plenty of time that we give the team leaders to be able to take that on a more practical level and break it down for the couples that are there. So it's a real awesome time. They're not just hitting, hearing information and go back to your room and figure it out. Uh, we go the extra mile and say, no, we're going to have another couple show you how they implemented it, and then we're going to work with you to show you how you can implement it based on your situation and your marriage. Okay. And that's where every couple leaves with a plan. All right, we're running out of time. I want use some describing words for what the, describe couples as they're coming into the retreat. Just a couple of describing words. What are they usually like? Uh, despair. Angry, bitter. Hopelessness. Okay, now when they leave, some of those describing words. Oh, um, sometimes enthusiastic. Definitely enthusiastic and encouraged. Awesome. Have hope. Absolutely. Paul and Jenny Speed with Wit Ministries, Whatever It Takes Ministries. Thanks so much for sharing. I know we had so much more we could have covered, but we ran out of time. But thank you guys for your ministry. God bless you. We are so excited to partner with you guys in ministry. Paul and Jenny Speed, thanks for being on iWork for him today. Thank you. Bye-bye. Check them out online at whateverittakesministries.com, whateverittakesministries.com. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field, but ultimately, I I work work for for him. him.